Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bears 2022 season is over. They'll have the first overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. We're discussing the crucial offseason ahead for Ryan Poles and the Bears on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Overall, obviously, you know, the season was disappointing. Uh, we know that, but there's a lot of hope for the future. You know, we're looking forward to um, having exit interviews uh, tomorrow with all the, uh, the active roster guys. We did IR and practice squad di- guys on Friday, which was really good. Uh, getting their feedback. Ryan and I sit together in my office and uh, bring the players in and ask for the feedback, how we can improve really every facet of our organization. You know, from the training room, the equipment room, you know, the performance, uh, and then the coaching and and everything from A to Z. So I think that's a really good, have gotten a lot of good feedback from the guys so far. So we're looking to improve our organization that way. Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, describing the process, the procedure that the Bears are in the process now of embarking upon now that the offseason is officially here in Chicago. Post Post Show on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I'm Anthony Heron, taking you up to Sunday night football coverage on The Score. The Green Bay Packers host the Detroit Lions. The Packers win, and they are in somehow, some way. Aaron Rodgers just in the midst of leading that team back from the depths yet again, as has happened before. And credit to Dan Campbell, to Jared Goff, and the Detroit Lions for what they've put together throughout the season and putting themselves in a position with an 8-8 eight eight record to potentially make postseason play as well. So that game will be here on The Score after I finish up with you here on the Post Post Show. You can find me, Anthony Heron, on Twitter, at Big Ant Heron. I'm there on Instagram as well. But been talking a lot about the, you know, the, the understandable excitement, the, in, in some places, maybe jubilation, over the Bears having the number one pick in this coming draft. It's, it's materialized more and more throughout the season. And one of the things that I, that I respect – about how Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have gone about this process in, in their first year on the job with the Bears is that obviously they went through a teardown. A teardown, who knows, may, may continue to some extent. I'm not sure what else you tear down from this point. You got to start building back up here at some point here. Um, but in the midst of that, things kind of evolved and they seemed fairly you know, malleable throughout the season just with, with how they, they went about that. You know, obviously – the offensive struggles early in the season and, and how you, you make some tweaks, some adjustments to the system to suit that. Matty Berflus's in-game management and the, you know, what in, early in the season was viewed as a, 
a more conservative approach to fourth downs, to two-point conversions. And after the the entire bears off, and, you know, even beyond fourth downs, two-point conversions, even, you know, third down, whether or not you let Justin Fields, do you trust? Remember early in the season it was, do you trust Justin to throw the ball on third down? And then a couple of months into the season, he, he's the, mo- the most deadly third down playmaker in football, you know, between, not only his legs, but as a passer. But you saw, I think, congruence from the top down of, of Bears leadership and Bears coaches, not only the head coach, but coordinators and assistant coaches that were able to evaluate where they were at as a team and then adjust, adjust with, with the level of trust they had, not only for their young quarterback, but for their playmakers, for their pass protectors, for all these other things. But then also, you heard Matt Eberflus talk a lot about the green light in certain situations, green light for a special team's fake or an onside kick, the green light for going for two, the green light for fourth downs. That enhanced throughout the season, as I continue to remind everyone, that green light is about more than just the quarterback. It's about whether or not you trust that your receivers can separate. Are you in the midst of a game where the passing game seems to be clicking efficiently and effectively and actually being productive in moving the chains? Are you in the midst of a game plan that really seems to to be effective against the opponent? Do you have a pass protection that's holding up? All those things are part of that equation when it, when a coach and when play callers are making decisions in game. And so now this offseason, as you, you get through the year, and then Ryan Poles, which I, I'd be surprised, and I'm sure he would never admit it publicly, but even privately, I'd be surprised if Ryan Poles began the teardown thinking that the Bears would be in a position for the number one overall pick in the draft. And frankly, I mean, certainly if I was them and just my sense of Poles and Eberflus, I doubt it's a place they really wanted to get to because they they both, certainly Matt Eberflus, and I, I believe Ryan Poles as well, value winning. Value what, what winning does to a locker room. Value what winning means in your production. And both, you know, Eberflus is obviously older than Poles, but both have been in the NFL for a good amount of time at this point and recognize how difficult it is to win games. And so while I don't think either one would have been under the illusion that this plan that they embarked upon this season was going to lead to some sort of a either a playoff berth or a deep playoff run or certainly not a championship or anything along those lines. But I don't think they necessarily anticipated or wanted the number one overall pick. But I'd say to their credit, once it was on the table over these last couple of weeks, they began to make tweaks to make it more likely that they could end up where they're at right now. And now here the Bears are with the number one pick in the draft. Now what what Ryan Poles does with it from this point, that's obviously going to be a separate conversation. But they're here, they've achieved it, and they've achieved it in a season where you did get, in my opinion, and I I believe in the opinion of some others, you you got high-level quarterback play. And I didn't – I didn't plan on getting getting real fired up about the Justin Fields thing here because there's 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 valid concerns. I'd say even valid questions about what what his finished product will look like as an NFL quarterback. But it does seem to me that that there's still a group of people, and and I don't know. Maybe some of this is is colored by having the number one pick and feeling like it's such a franchise altering pick. And what it can mean 
Yeah, you know, we just saw the Bears with the with the number three pick trade up to the number two pick a few years ago and draft Mitchell Trubisky. So, you know, having a pick in the top two, that damn sure didn't guarantee him anything when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. But having the number one pick in the draft and and the potential for taking a quarterback, had a couple of callers here like, yeah, maybe we should do that. Who you want to take? I don't know who we should take, but I don't know. You got a, a quarterback. Let's let's just let's take one because you got the number one pick. Yeah, that, that ain't making a whole lot of sense to me. Three one two six forty four. 67-67. Let me get back out to the phone lines here. Let's see. We got – is that Russ? Yeah, Russ is out in Bourbon A. What's happening, Russ? What's going on, man? What's up, man? I just – everybody's talking about the quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. This is the first time in my life I cannot identify – I don't even know our defensive ends. Or our defensive <laughs> I can't name any of those. But there's only one linebacker that I can – Right now, I can think of, and that's Joe Morrow. We need to, don't. You can't even name him because that ain't his name. That ain't his name, Russ. His name is Nicholas Morrow. And there's a Joe Thomas. You you actually melded two linebackers together. So your point still stands. There's not guys in the front seven who you even know who the hell they are. That's your basic point, right? That's my basic point. And for the first time in my life, and I've been, you know, again, I've been watching the Bears for, you know, whatever. I don't want to go that way. But I, I, I identify with defense, and I don't know. I, I can't name our defensive ends. I don't know our defensive tackles. And like I said, I just melded one linebacker together. So we're okay with quarterback. I think we're okay. We need to get some pass rush. I don't. Everybody with that. Our quarterback is great. I think he's going to be okay. Let's address this. I think. I agree. I agree, Russ. I think that is a I, – I, I don't remember been talking about this so much, obviously, throughout the day between the pregame show with Mully and Patrick Manley, and then I'm on Bears postgame live with Luke Nellis and Jim Miller. Maybe I said it on both platforms throughout the day here, but my impression is that the Bears are more likely to go defensive front seven heavy in this draft. That's my impression. I think you're going to see them take multiple defensive linemen. Again, we're sitting here on whatever it is. What is it, January January 9th? January 8th. Sitting here on January 8th, we got three months, three and a half months to truly evaluate this thing. But as I sit here just a few hours since the season, the regular season ended for the Bears, I feel like from what I've seen and what I've heard from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, and definitely what I've seen from this past Bears season on the field, I think we're looking at multiple early defensive linemen draft picks and who knows, perhaps some linebackers as well, but defensive front seven, certainly D line. I think multiple early D line picks. And then from there, maybe some O line, a receiver at some point. And all this is is very open to interpretation and just to how the draft evaluation goes and who's on the board at these points. But you know, Ryan Poles were sitting here next to me right now and you know, I'm not going to be over at Hallis Hall tomorrow, but I'm sure as the media begins to ask him what his draft plans are, what are his plans for the first pick in the draft and all those things, you know, he's not likely to get real specific with it. But frankly, the good thing is about having the number one pick, you don't really have to be real tricky. You don't have to play a whole lot of mental games because there's no one in front of you. You can tell everybody, you know who I want to draft? I want to draft Will Anderson. I think that edge rusher from Alabama is awesome. And then a week later, if you change your mind, you can say, you know what? 
I changed my mind. You know who I want to draft? How about that defensive tackle from Georgia? Have you seen Jalen Carter play the game? I think he is a phenom. That's who I want to draft. Or maybe you find so You can say whatever you want when you have the first pick with very little recourse from anyone else because when it comes down to it, it's your decision what you do with that pick. You've got all the cards. With great power comes great responsibility. I, I don't remember which, which superhero movie. Was that Spider-Man? Was that Superman? Was that Captain America? I don't know. I think it was one of the Spider-Man movies. 312-644-6767. It's post-post show on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score taking you up to Sunday night football coverage here. On the score is the Green Bay Packers host the Detroit Lions. And, of course, tomorrow a Horizon Therapeutic Bears Monday. I don't know that I'm going to do all the yelling that I've that I've uh, decided I was going to do tonight. Apparently, I really didn't decide to yell. It just kind of just kind of happened. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. Let's go back out to the phone lines. I see Chris has been on hold for a bit. What's happening, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Appreciate uh, taking my call. Hey, I enjoy your show. Thank you. I uh, got a little bit of a maybe a different take on things. Uh, I've been a Buckeye fan for a long time. Uh, they may, they put out a lot of pros. Mm-hmm. I personally think that you can't evaluate Justin Fields until you get him some protection. So for me, I'm hoping that Seattle wants our pick. I drop down to three. I take Paris Paris Johnson. Yeah. And I slide Braxton Jones over to tack over to guard. I got Tevin Jenkins. Who's pretty good. I buy myself a right tackle. I take that 13th pick and I look for a receiver like TCU's Johnson. Who I don't want us to take is Carter because in hiring for your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nash, in that semifinal game, I saw somebody that was on the sidelines huffing and a puffing mm-hmm. and didn't show a whole lot of heart, in my, in my opinion. So that's kind of what I would do. That's what I'm thinking. I would love Tim Anderson. Yeah, he may be generational, but you cannot you got to protect your quarterback. You can't have him running for his life every game or you can't evaluate his passing ability. No, I think that's – I got no issue with anything you said there, Chris. And, you know, Jalen Carter being on the sideline a bit during a game, he, he's a defensive tackle. And when you're deep up front, like look at the, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. I don't know what the, what the variance in snap count is, but I, I doubt there's someone – in the two deep for the Eagles. Hell, in the, the ten deep for the Eagles. When you look at however many, they're, they're top eight to ten defensive linemen out of all the guys they rotate through in that front. The Philadelphia Eagles have built such competitive depth on their roster, I seriously doubt there's anyone on their D-line who averages more than 30 snaps a game. What that allows you to do, because defensive line is the least mentally taxing position on the field, but it's the most physically taxing position on the field. So part of what? Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Allen Williams, part of what they would have to do in evaluating if you are. Let's say, they, let's say the Bears trade down from the first pick to the second or third pick. You accumulate additional draft capital. But if they do think the, just the raw physical traits of Carter and Anderson, and you know there are likely some other guys who will end up between now and then. You go through 
the All-Star Games and the Combine and, and the interviews and personal workouts in between now and late April when the draft comes around, maybe there's multiple players in that conversation of a, of a defensive lineman you would want to take. And part of that is, is trying to judge the mental makeup of an individual. Actually, Alan Williams was talking about that with the media this week as well in his media availability that, you know, just in trying to evaluate who truly suits the hits principle, that that's not an automatic thing. And even if you're seeing film of the player who, you know, Jalen Carter did get it. He got a decent amount of flack during that, that college football playoff semifinal game against Ohio state. But you know, Buckeyes are going to throw some tempo at you. Buckeyes are going to run a lot of plays. CJ Stroud was running around like we've never seen C.J. Stroud running around during that game. And it sounds like our last caller is a Buckeye fan uh, who, who was watching it pretty closely. Never seen C.J. Stroud run around like that. So there were points where Jalen Carter was beasting the interior of that Ohio State offensive line, but C.J. Stroud was able to extend the play, keep his eyes down the field, still make plays for the Buckeyes. So, you know, if you feel like the physical gifts of Jalen Carter and the playmaking you've seen from Jalen Carter are also – accompanied by a guy with the temperament that you want him to play with, then that can be evaluated. And, you know, to evaluate the the intangible of a player is actually the more difficult part, especially with the resources that you put into drafting someone in the first round. That can be the more difficult part of the evaluation. 312-644-6767. Let's see. Is that a – I think we got James in Milwaukee here. What's up, James? Hey, Big Ant. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey. Let me ask you, if you're a general manager, no, forget general manager, owner, you got the number one pick. You're, you're, you're choosing a defensive lineman or a linebacker, or you're giving that number one pick to, to the Saints for Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton. So, okay, that's, that's intriguing. Uh, my answer is is no, but it, it is an intriguing thought. But you're one year into Matt Eberflus as the Bears' head coach, with with the roster that Matt Eberflus is working with here. I don't I don't see any reason to think that you got to be all out on on Matt Eberflus as the Bears' head coach. Sean Payton wasn't Sean Payton until he started winning games and got a Super Bowl ring. So you know, is Matt Eberflus the next Sean Payton? or the next Mike Tomlin, or the next Andy Reid, don't know. But for what he had to work with this season, am I, am I at least fairly impressed by Matt Eberflus? I'd say I'm fairly impressed by Matt Eberflus so far. I, I would put, man, eh, I'm more impressed by Justin Fields than Matt Eberflus, but I would say I, I view them along similar lines as individuals who were, who were dealt very difficult hands with the – with the Bears roster top to bottom, and Justin Fields as a second-year quarterback, Matt Eberflus as a longtime pro coach and coordinator, but first-time head coach, I think both guys showed me some stuff where I say, you know what, I, I, lo- I, I liked a lot of what I saw from Matt Eberflus from a game management perspective, from a situational awareness perspective. Even think about just today, towards the end of the first half. It shouldn't be taken for granted that Matt Eberflus was on top of that and immediately got on the official's case on that last field goal. And this is not a moment that we're going to look back on years from now. If the Bears are a Super Bowl champ three years from now or five years from now or whatever, we're not going to look back at the final game of the 2022 regular season 
from week 18 when Justin Fields didn't play. We're not going to remember the moment where Matt Eberflew saw that the Minnesota Vikings had too many players on the field and the, the officials in sort of this, this rapid field goal scramble drill where they're throwing footballs on the field, throwing footballs off the field. The Vikings are scrambling around because they had used their last time out, and they scramble and make a chip shot field goal to give themselves 19 points. And Eberflus immediately got on the officials and knew that the Vikings were in violation of the rule. Now, they're supposed to review all the scoring plays anyway. They might have let him get away with it if Eberflus wasn't on everybody's hind parts. And it's definitely not something I would have foreseen Matt Nagy being on top of. So, on the whole, I I like the situational awareness. I like the leadership style of Matt Eberflus. So, trading for Sean Payton is not something that I would advise the Bears to do as of yet. There's always going to be some retired coaches you can try to trade a first-round pick for. That's the direction you want to go. So our last foray into the post-post show. This has been fun. It's been my honor to do this throughout the season and just enhance all the Bears coverage that we do here on The Score and following up Mike Mulligan and Patrick Manley, who, of course, do outstanding work for you throughout the season. I love being with them on the pregame show this year. It's my first time doing pregame. But I've been doing post-post here for a while now, and it it gives me a chance. I, I, I ate my feelings a bit with five guys, as I put out there on Twitter and Instagram, at Big Ant Hair. My thanks to Tyler Butabaugh. For holding it down for me on the ones and twos this evening. My thanks to all of you for listening in. You'll hear me as a part of the Horizon Therapeutic Bears Monday tomorrow. I will be on with Bernstein and Holmes. And you know what? I'll continue to be here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.